Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Fighter Leads Podcast. And today I'm on site with Perimeter Roofing, Todd Price. How are you doing, sir? Doing good, brother. Uh, we are talking about systems and scaling, and I'd love to pick your brain on those things. Let's do it. Um, so, from your point of view, what are some of the most important systems that you've put into place now as you're as you're growing this roofing company and you're starting to acquire other companies, what are you looking at as far as systems on a regular basis? What are the most important ones? I mean, there's a variety of different things. I think one, obviously, like you mentioned, if we're acquiring other companies, or they have to be integrated. So everything can't be, you know, if I was buying a, I like to use analogies, but if I was buying a, a Chick-fil-A and then a Wendy's and a McDonald's, I can't keep them all the same. They gotta be integrated so when you go from one to the next to the next, it's the same process, same menu, same everything. So you have to integrate those, and a lot of those processes include same CRM system, um, same capabilities with call center, door knocking, training, continued education, like we had John Cenac in yesterday. So mm -hmm. you know we're providing education across the board. Um, but then most importantly is the back office, which is where I think a lot of people miss. So many people are focused on um, the sales standpoint and in a hurry to even make that sale just to get to the next one that they don't focus on, um, you know, rapport or referrals or things of that nature. So um, having your pitches down, your processes down, your back office down, and having some structure and organization to where you have a multitude of people in the office that all can do different tasks. That way the ball never gets dropped. If you just have yeah. random people in the office that kind of do everything, then it's, you know, well, Tim, I thought you did that. Oh no, mm -hmm. I thought you did that. and then. Nobody did it. It has so, to be somebody's fault. Correct. So, <laughs> so I can get fixed. if we have one uh, one person and that does each thing, you know, then it's kind of like an assembly line. And then, you know, all our communication, everything that we do goes through our CRM system. We use AccuLinks. So essentially, if it's not in AccuLinks, it didn't happen. Yeah. So a lot of the guys, you obviously didn't start there, right? With the nah. people at the, and I've talked to a lot of guys going from like three to 15 you know, that, that type of company and what, sorry, I know this is a difficult question, but like, what is your order of importance as you're growing from kind of a micro small business to your first 10, 20, 30 people? Um, like what, like is I'm saying like on, on the office side and system side, who would you add, who, who did you add first and what, did you, what have you changed that? So at first, you know, we started with two people because we knew as far as in the office, because we knew the importance of having, um, you know, that back office side of things. And we didn't want to overload one person with too much stuff. So we started with two people and kind of split the responsibilities. Um, but we made sure that the back office kind of grew um, at the same rate, if not faster than the project management team, because we never wanted this side to get bogged down because then that bogs down everybody, the mm -hmm. entire process. COC's getting sent in, um, builds getting produced, et cetera. So, um, and me and Ray knew we were gonna get people on board. We were gonna get sales guys. So we went ahead and started with two people in the office even when there was only three of us out in the field. Mm -hmm. It was me, him, and Shannon, you know. Um, but we were all doing over two million a year by ourselves um, right out the gate. Mm -hmm. um, it's an incredible start, by, yeah, yeah. by the way. <clears throat> From your point of view, the the three people at the top, the the partnership, 
What has been a, what has been a good and a difficult thing about that, the, the partnership? So, I mean, you know, the good thing is that we all um, have grown this together, you know, from, yep. from the ground up. So essentially when we, when we first started, it was just me um, and, you know, I trained everybody. I did orders, I did CSCs, I was doing a lot of different stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, even while I was out driving, doing adjuster meetings, training Ray, training other guys, working with Shannon, doing whatever I had to do to grow the company. And I realized that, you know, if this is something that I want to take to another level, I can't do it by myself, mm -hmm. you know. So I think that's one thing that people got to understand is you have to teach people to be just as good, if not better than you. And I think that's where a lot of people lack is they don't want to train and give away all their knowledge, but you have to. Um, and then two, you have to have partner. You can't be greedy. You have to have people that can help you out in other areas. And if it wasn't for any one of these people in this room, we wouldn't be where we're at. I've got a good one. A lot of people have this where they, they feel like a partner isn't pulling the same amount of weight that they are. And I know you have two great people and you, obviously I've got a bunch of great people now, but like, what about a person in that situation who's made a partnership and they don't feel like the other people are putting in the same level of effort that they are? And that's a hard situation that you have to have, a, you know, a talk with, um, with that partner. And, you know, it, it either comes a time where, hey, we have to be on the same front with not only our morals and our values and our, our code of ethics and everything else, um, but we also have to put in the same amount of work, just like a marriage. It's, you know, it's 50-50, it's you know, mm -hmm. it's all like you have to do this, these things, I have to do these things, or else if you drop the ball, we, we both fail and mm -hmm. we can't do that. Um, so you have to have those hard conversations. Luckily for us, you know, we've all had a rough past, so we never want to go back to that. We've mm -hmm. all been grinders and we've put in our work. Now, we've put in our work in different areas. I was out in the field for a long time. I'm not out in the field anymore. I do a lot of the back office type stuff, face the company. I do a lot of podcasts, public speaking, things of that nature to get our name out there and also to help acquire companies. Um, but as long as you see the value in those other people and what they do, like I see immense value in Ray and what he does. He helps tremendously with the guys in the field. He gets a ton of roofs approved. He's out there motivating and hustling. Same thing with Lance. He does the organization. He oversees the crews. He gets them where they need to be, gets them their addresses, makes sure the dump trailers are where they're supposed to be. And even though I'm not in the hot sun sweating, they see the value in me. Yeah. I did that for a long time, but they see the value in me and what I do because I'm getting our name out there. I'm implementing systems. I'm the one talking to, you know, higher ups and things of that nature to make shit happen. Um, so as long as you see the value in each person, even though it might be completely different roles, then you have to know your strengths and weaknesses. I took on my strengths, Ray's taken on his strengths, and you know, we all have different strengths and weaknesses, so I think that's why we work so- Different types of hustle. Yeah, together yeah. so well. So, yeah. This is a subscription to knowledge, the most in-depth knowledge that you can find in our industry. We're spending the money to make sure that our production value is so high that you'll actually absorb the information and feel like you're getting something premium at the Building Experts Institute. Hey, thanks for watching this episode. Please like, comment, and subscribe. It really helps other people see this content. We're back every Tuesday and Friday with the podcast, and we've got a ton of other videos. Thanks, guys. One of the bigger questions was just like, as you guys are growing and doing amazing things, like 
the back end systems. Is there any like things that you've learned in the past couple years that you can share with other roofing companies about back end systems? Like anything that you can share about the way your office works that was very helpful for you that you've learned in the last few years? Um, one thing that I would say, and this isn't directly related to back the back end side of things. This is just related to a company as a whole. Is don't grow too fast. Um, always. Uh, make it something that you can sustain long term. Slow and steady growth. You know, wins wins the race. Because um, you got to remember, there's a long term play. Um, That's funny that you say that. Because one of the other questions was, how did you grow so fast? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been lucky, but you know, I say that. But you know, before also, also, but the reason, part of the reason we did grow so fast is because we we scaled back. So at first, we were in seven states, but mm. we had two, three people in seven states. But, you know, I was a young entrepreneur and it sounded cool to say, yeah, we're in seven states. That sounded fucking cool to people. Yeah, but it does sound cool. It wasn't. <laughs> you know, the, the money wasn't there. It was a headache. It was stressful. You only had two or three people. So the service area in each each market, each state was much, much smaller. When we scaled back and brought everybody back to Atlanta with a central location, we were able to start servicing all of Georgia and expand mm -hmm. from there slowly but surely. And not that's really how we were able to grow so fast because we started with a central hub and just expanded outward and we were then also better able to provide um, better quality and service to to our customers as well um that's and one of the that brand that right like grow the like, brand yeah it's like almost like a fire you got to bring the different pieces together and get it hot and, yep yeah and that can and spread then out. let it spread from there yeah. um that's one of the biggest things that i've learned the other biggest thing that i've learned is and this applies on all different aspects, whether you're dealing with homeowners, whether you're dealing with um, uh, subcontractors, whether you're dealing with insurance companies, is always cover your ass. So document everything, mm. um, especially, you know, I've learned the hard way. Make sure every single person has workers' comp. If you're cutting them a check, make sure they have workers' comp. Because mm. um, especially in roofing, it's one of the highest priced forms of workers comp out there mm -hmm. so uh you can get fined a lot a lot of money and i learned that the hard way so yeah. make sure and you know don't just take their word for it with a with a coi mm -hmm. because i've seen people get insurance send you a coi and cancel it a week later mm. so make sure we test it every single friday anybody that we're cutting a check to we look up in the state system make sure their workers comp is active print that out with their pay stub and give it to them and we keep a copy as well. So that way we know when we paid them that day, it was active. Hmm. All right. Any other systems? I'm just trying try to think about like other folks scaling. Maybe, maybe let's just say across the country for, for your um, peace of mind to think, not thinking about competitors, but like I'm growing, adding systems. Um, obviously you started with good raw materials, right? You got the two, two million, two million, two million. <laughs> that helps. And then you started you started with the two office staff which i think is really mm -hmm. smart um you you guys are on aculinks mm -hmm. you guys have um you know production manager just thinking about anything else that's like system wise so another thing that's really been beneficial for us uh, as far as systems is concerned is you know like i mentioned earlier a lot of people are focused on the next build the next sale the next sale which is great you have to be focused on that but you also have to be f focused on closing out the other one, mm -hmm. handling any issues that arise, making sure that homeowner is completely happy. So 
One is we've we implemented a while back um, a walk around form. So every single customer signs off on a walk around form mm -hmm. before anybody gets paid. Mm. Um, and that has to be done within 48 hours of us doing the roof because obviously there could be other contractors that come out there and do things and you know obviously tearing a roof off is much yeah. bigger than a lot of other things that you know somebody might be getting done to their home yeah. so we want to do a walk around form one because if somebody else did a did damage to a property and it wasn't on us we don't want to be held responsible but at the same time if there's something we did we want to fix it. It's construction. Things happen. So, yeah. you know, if we break a walkway light or anything like that, we need to get those items fixed for that homeowner as fast as possible. Um, so that way we can have all that stuff handled. The other thing is, is that a lot of these guys will focus on those sales and their numbers, but not focus on closing out jobs. Mm -hmm. Or they have a, pro like I said, a problem homeowner and they just push that. To, I'm probably never going to get that check. So they push yeah. it to the side. And obviously from, a, obviously from a company standpoint, that's where a majority of, you know, your profit is. Um, so we actually have one person that literally, all well actually two now, because as far as how big we've gotten, um, but we have two people that all they do is call the insurance company and check on depreciation checks. Yeah. And did you receive the COC? Yes, you did. Great. When did you send it out? No, you didn't. Let me resend it right now hmm. while I got you on the phone. All right, now you received it. When are you sending that out? And then yeah. they'll call the homeowner, let the homeowner know, hey, Tim, just wanted to let you know. We talked to State Farm. They're sending out that depreciation check tomorrow. Normally it takes seven to 10 days to get there. Be on the lookout for it. I know sometimes you get stuff from State Farm, you might throw it on the counter. This is actually gonna be a check. So as soon mm -hmm. as you get it, let me know. I'll come by and grab it from you, bud. So that way they know that not only to look out for it, but two, we're in touch with the insurance company. We are fully aware of what's going on. Love it. I'm going to wrap it up with just another what else? What else in the last year that you've like, you know, we talk about expensive lessons, right? Any other things that you could share? Because I think sharing failure is generous. Any other systems you've got? Um, no other real, ex any expensive. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know uh, when you said the, work, the workers comp. The, work, the yeah. workers comp will get you. Um, yeah. You know, so when I think about that in terms of stuff, there's been nothing else super crazy. Um, young young business owners going from three to fifteen. Like anything else, systems wise, that you recommend? Yeah, I would say make sure that you come up with a system and a structure and processes across the board, and stick with them. Yeah. So, um, because if not, if you try to change things uh, over time, and somebody's been with you for two years, and then you try to switch things up you know, that person's become entitled mm -hmm. um, due to certain things. And then you find out for legality reasons, you can't do this. As a subcontractor, you can't buy them shirts. Mm. You can't buy them hats. You can't buy them business cards. Yeah. They're a subcontractor, they're their own company. You can't help them out. If you do that, you can actually get misqualified. Mis wow. Yeah, <laughs> so they can uh, say that you misclassified them and they can actually sue you. Okay. So I could buy you business cards. You could turn around and sue me huh. because I misclassified you and get $5,000. So I just, I just left some shirts and cards in the back of your truck and then, oh, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but, you know, so we, we did create a store um, online to where really? now the guys can go online. Oh, that's and cool. And it's all print on demand. So whether they want, um, uh, you know, like a, um, license plates for the front of their truck or whether they want, 
yard signs, cards, hats, shirts, women's shirts, kids' shirts for their mm -hmm. kids, whatever it may be, they can go on there, click That's it, sweet. and order. Awesome, so. I love it. Thank you for sharing. I know Absolutely. it's gonna be a short one today because uh, we, we got a couple, we, it's a busy day too with Raymond, and so I really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely, Thanks we'll do it again. Hang out. Perfect. All right, peace. Appreciate it.